Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply. Have we going to do some shout outs? Who we shouting out? We just, we. Well. All right, we're going to just roll into it. We're just, we're, that's the good thing about a bonus episode. So, you ready now? I'm All ready. Right. I'm cutting your mics off. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The, the Reality Is. So today, man, this is Anthony Roberts, host Thank of The Reality Is, where Filtrum becomes extinct alongside my co-host. And we also got the homie Spider in the studio. Hey. Also, Mike Zavala's in the back working. Long hair don't care. I mean, I think he still got enough hair for a ponytail. <laughs> oh, my God. So. I, I kind of want to see that. My, my claim is that Michael's really an old white woman, so that would be perfect. <laughs> I wonder what he said back in there. He, could, he used to have a man bun, didn't he? No. I don't think so. I don't think he did. So. I thought he had a man bun. Maybe he just. Re- <laughs> he said no. He said no. Okay. I to say he just remind. When I look at Mike, he reminds me of Ricky Rubio. Oh God. Oh wow. Doesn't he though? <laughs> he got the skin color, the dark hair. He remind mm-hmm. me of Ricky Rubio. So man, we back in the studio to do bon- uh, episode two fifty four. This is another bonus episode. We just did a bonus episode to drop the bonus episode. I keep losing track. From Joe Shaw of mm-hmm. the Detox Podcast over at Vocal Media. Shout out to I him. Think it's just vocal. Is it vocal? 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 <laughs> you know what? She always say I'm coming for her, and then when I say something, she comes for me. But I'm okay with that. I can tell you it. come for me all the time on social. I mean, you got to get those business names right, though. Yeah. You do vocal media, so it is vocal. Yeah, I think somebody so. told, but not to be funny. When I hear people say it, they say vocal media because it, it has be. the K. I just know when I've heard Joe say it, he says vocal, and I would assume that he yeah, knows he knows it. What it is? Well, you talk to Joe more than I do. Okay. So sorry, vocal media. But I want to say thanks um, and shout out to Joe Shaw for allowing me to be on the podcast. The thing that I loved about doing Detox Podcast this past week was the fact that his listenership is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So the conversations we were having, we were having race relations. We talked about uh, a little bit about dating interracial, a little bit about how white people can better understand black people without trying so hard or pushing the envelope. I and honestly, you don't even have any kids, so... For we you to be on the show, yeah. and it's primarily like a father yeah. or a dad podcast. But we were supposed to actually talk about why I didn't have kids or why I haven't had kids in the bit. Trump America, but we didn't really dive into yeah. it because we kept taking a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to ask you this, Spider, because one of the questions that he asked me while I was on the podcast was, he said, how can white people, how do you think, do you remember the, the exact question? Um, I guess, how can white people be better allies? Yeah. So, and I told him, I was like, first of all, I would say not to try so hard 
and not being funny like you take you for instance spider like you don't go out of your way to be like oh i'm gonna ingratiate myself for be so cool with black people by going out of my way mm-hmm. you just have a conversation yeah. mm-hmm. and i told him i said i think the best way white people can ingratiate themselves or become an ally or a friend just treat them the way you would treat a normal white person like it's nothing fucking extra no nah. all you have mm-hmm. to do is just walk hey just how be you yourself doing, like don't be fake don't try and relate somehow yeah just be you and and it's so crazy be, and when him saying not trying, trying to, relate, to relate i remember having um being at work and i was talking about like some racial shit that i was experiencing mm-hmm. with my manager not from my manager but with somebody else that's a partner of the company and i talked to my manager about it and when i talked to my manager about it he was like yeah you, you do you think it's race or race related and i said i'm telling you it is mm-hmm. now he's in another state along the east coast so it's like it's you know it's more progressive there we're still in the south the deep south of texas so he was like, um, well, I, I can understand that. And he's a white man. He was like, I'm a little fire skin myself. He's like, I got Native American in me. And I said, I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> I said, but let's not try to, don't try to put yourself in the mm. same shoes. No. Because if I had your skin color, I'm telling you, it wouldn't be a problem. No, me and you could live the exact same life from day one to the day mm. we die. And you're going to be treated differently. Than totally you. different. Mm-hmm. That shit's so fucking crazy to me, though. I think there's a problem all the way across the board, though, because not only do white people do that to us, black people do that amongst ourselves. We too. do. I think you just did it to me earlier. Wait a minute. What was he? Nigga, this is two for two. (laughs) This motherfucker's two for two, Spider. (laughs) Explain yourself. No. So I made a mistake earlier today. Uh I did something that was a little bit out of character um, just because I've been dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. And when I told, like, we were talking about it, and it was almost as if you were kind of, like, chastising me because you were like, oh, you know you were wrong. And I was like, yes, I do know I'm wrong. And then you you were like... Oh, well, you ain't even been in a struggle. Like, I experienced this more than you. And I'm no, like, geez. Okay, so let me give you a little bit of context because I think, you know, in this Me Too movement and, and the height of strength of women, if you don't clarify yourself as a man, you could be damned. No, I'm not. I mean, like I said, I know I was wrong. It was, you know, very much out of character, but yeah. it was also something that had recently happened to me. So this is, this is the whole situation. We pulled up to get breakfast this morning and... This these white this white family got out of the car and it's in a pretentious area in Uptown in Dallas. So they had just got out of the car, but they were walking in the middle of the lane where we were trying to pull up for valet. Well, the the young the daughter saw that they were in the way. So she kind of touched her mom on the shoulder like, hey, move back over. And her mom was like, oh, you know, she had a little dog and she was like, oh, so they got back over. Artesia, look, you see how she's setting up for this? She proceeds to speed up like vroom, like rush her engine and go by. And I said, you were wrong for that. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, because well, the dark. Well, I no, 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 no. I, let, I already let you speak, though, because exactly. I you did. missed it. I missed because, it because I was just when I saw it, I instantly reverted back to the shit that where you have we, been dealing where, with. Where, where were we? Two weeks ago when we talked on the podcast where we went somewhere and we walked into a restaurant at 504 uh, no, Bar and Grill. But no, we went to Gloria's. Oh, Greenhouse, and Open no, Door. Public. We went to Gloria's. Like, this has been happening a lot It has lately. been happening a lot. So yeah. when we went to Gloria's, we were crossing the street. And oh, as soon as I stepped into the street, this white the motherfucker literally sped up and could have hit me. Well, he would have hit me first because you had already crossed, but I had to run yeah. to get across because I was like, wow, this motherfucker. Like, you heard his engine rev to speed up. And it made it took me back to, well, to finish the story, mm-hmm. she basically sped up to blow by the person, and I was like, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I know you're mad at some white people. And I was like, I understand this shit. We've been getting treated like shit. People have been ignoring us at white establishments because, like, a lot of the times where we live at in the areas, it's going to be uptown. It's going to be downtown. Mm-hmm. So I told her, I said, I understand the anger you have with white people sometimes, but direct it towards the motherfuckers who did it in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. And I used to be guilty of that so I can look at her and say, you need to tr- try to work on that. Yeah, so what would have happened to old me, if I would have got into it with a white person outside, I would have came in here not knowing you and I would have stonewalled your ass by mm-hmm. And that's not right. You see what I'm saying? And you and you being who you are, mm-hmm. had I stonewalled your ass, you would have been like, fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> but the thing about it is, and I never would have not, I would have never. knows me pretty well. <laughs> but I would have never got to know who you really are. You right. see what I'm saying? And that's what I told her. I was like, I'm not saying you're wrong for feeling the way you feel, but direct the anger or the rage or whatever at the people mm-hmm. in the moment who are fucking doing yeah, that. And that's very true because normally I don't have these interactions. Like I said, it's just been happening more and more. And I am coming from a place where I have been like silent on certain things for so long. Yeah. You're so super now nice. it's like everything. Anybody can get it. Yeah. Don't take my shit, but I get you. 
Yeah, I'm messing with you. I'm <laughs> fucking with you. I am fucking with you. So I did want to talk about, did you want to talk about the, the most recent 40 under 40 event or we can talk about the most recent networking events we've been going to? Yeah, because I feel like we've been on a scene more lately, which is a good thing. And it's we, different. Um, we started out, what, this week what was the first thing we supported uh, Cosign. Yeah, shout out to KG. With a documentary yeah, premiere. That was, was a, a dope event. It was. Um, And then yesterday, it was, of course, the last Friday of the month. So we went out for the Los group 40 and their under 40. top 40 under 40. I like the setup of the low, uh, the, the location that they pick. So the, with the Los group, when they do these 40 under 40 uh, events, mm-hmm. they it's kind of like a speakeasy. They yeah. don't release the location until, until the like, day before. Yeah, like at noon. Exactly. Or is it the day of at noon? Um, you know I thought what? it was on that Friday it might be at noon. The day of yeah, it's the day of at, at noon. noon. So they picked this place. It was Canopy Uptown, mm-hmm. and bro, like yeah, the scene was, was so amazing. Beautiful. But I, sometimes I'd be like, I'm not regular, and what I mean by that is a lot of people's like, "Hey, you're not gonna take a picture of the view and do this," and I was like, I don't want to do the basic shit that everybody else does. Yeah. I'm just gonna interact tonight. I don't have to take a picture. Everywhere I go to say, hey, I'm here doing this type of shit. Exactly. It's like I just get caught up in enjoying the moment yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to looking for picture ops. Yeah. Because it was um, one girl that was standing over by the, literally by the ledge trying to get the perfect picture for like 20 minutes, bro. Yeah. I was like, because I know how long it takes me to get a good selfie and I don't, I don't have time to be doing it. I'm going to miss out on everything. But I definitely enjoyed it because I did a lot more mingling last night. But it's funny because a lot of people always be like, why you don't network when you come to these events? Because networking turns into flirting. Flirting turns turns into you might possibly be fucking somebody that you pretty much should be doing business with. Mm -hmm. So I always just try to stay away. Hot commodity out here in the streets. But a lot of it was good. I think one of the things that we both try to come to terms with and more so her than me lately is with her having her own voice on the podcast and speaking out more. She's starting to have people oh, yeah, who listen so weird. for her. Can I finish the statement of giving you? She always wants some props, and then this motherfucker got a problem with that. No, because you just made me think about something, so go ahead. Uh-huh. And she got shades on in the studio today. This nigga's getting bougie. <laughs> what they say, highfalutin? No, Is I that got, how, you, how you say that? I got the shades on because of the last episode. What happened I had the, the shades episode? on. It does give you a different vibe. It does. And we got so much feedback from the episode. I didn't realize that I wasn't talking as much as I thought I was. Yeah. And so people were literally like, you talked a hell of a lot more. We could talk call, you shades like off of, uh, what was that? Well, you know who I'm talking about. Sunset. No, he called him shades off of uh, that fucking show off Netflix with all oh, of them. Luke you, Cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They called the dude shades. That's what we'll call you. Yeah. Bird, shades, TZ, AT. Don't give out all my nicknames. <laughs> you ain't got no street credit in these streets. Don't give out all my nicknames. Have you sold a kilo of dope? Yeah, hey. Marijuana? I don't Pills. talk about it. I don't talk about it. All right. Statue of limitations. <laughs> Two chains. But no, the, the event was dope last night. Um, it was a lot of beautiful women. It was a lot of handsome guys. Yes. The topic last night or the, the um, they always have the focus, a, the focus for last the trailblazer. It was basically featuring KG because. No, no, no. I'm talking about like, you know, they do the name tags. Oh, and, uh, the icebreaker. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. they always do this icebreaker where when you come in, you have to sign, your, you know, put your name on a name tag. And last mm-hmm. night's. Um, what is your favorite car? What is your favorite car? So everybody had all these expensive cars and I want a Maserati. I want mm-hmm. a McLaren. I want a Ashton Martin. I mm-hmm. want this and that. So mine was a real icebreaker because as people came up to me, it was like two sentences. My shit ran into the blue on the sign. <laughs> and basically I said, I want a car that's paid off. <laughs> I don't want the bill. I know what you mean. I don't want none of that fucking shit. Car notes. And as I was talking, everybody was, you know, even on the elevator as we leaving, it was like, what kind of car do you want? Mm-hmm. And they was like, oh, for real? That's what I want. That's what I want. I was like, I'm a fiscally responsible motherfucker. <laughs> Y'all can get all these niggas out here stunting and, and you know, paying $900 for a goddamn uh, car. Nah, bro. Mm-hmm. Or driving Mercedes, living in apartments. I think mine would say uh, sidecar of a motorcycle. <laughs> you would like that? Hell yeah. Sidecar. So, wait a minute. With you mean like maybe with a por- <laughs> pointy helmet or something? So, you're talking about like when somebody has that motorcycle and that yeah, little thing on the side? sidecar, yeah. So, you want to ride in that or <laughs> yeah. you want to be riding the motorcycle? No, I don't want to drive. No, you want to just ride. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be dope? Is if you came out with a Lyft or Uber version of that and that was all it was. But you know who would be your highest, uh, the clients would be a bunch of old white and black people. Because mm-hmm. old black men love doing that shit and old white people love doing that shit. But old black men don't never have, they can't get a black old woman to get in the, in the damn thing. I'll they just be out there riding age. that bitch on their own. I get on there. A side carriage. <laughs> Side I've never car. even thought. I've never. Well, <laughs> same thing. Carriage. Why are you always? Are you three for three? Oh, the second hour. I'm probably gonna be burning your ass. You up. always on. burn nah, me up. I'm anyway, we got how many episodes are you burning me? I want to say shout out to Tanika and Romaine of yes. the Champagne and Lipstick Podcast. We had a great time with you guys last night at the event. Yes. I think it's always dope to be around people that you actually work with. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people always be like, "How many podcasts y'all got up under there? How many podcasts y'all we got working for us?" We always name them off, but. 
they're not around yeah. because you know our schedules are so different yeah. but last night it was great having people there we actually ran into mm-hmm. uh brandon moore more yeah. dallas podcast he yeah. was out so that was good it was a lot of people out there last night i think for me what i wanted to do as i network with people i network sometimes and i'll give them like our instagram or whatever to follow us and a lot of times i just network and i walk mm-hmm. around the room just making myself visual for people to where when they see you the next time they can be like hey who is this guy exactly we were having a conversation about that in my little area where i was sitting at um because we were saying that's basically like the new way of getting somebody's number is like what's your instagram that's very true because yeah. so i was asking the guy i was yeah. like why is that because you yeah. know me my instagram is private so i'm yeah. less like i had a guy one time he said hey can you send me some pictures and i'm like what kind of pictures we talking I was like, nigga, oh. you got social? You got social media. You can just look at all my pictures you want. <laughs> he was like, no. I wonder how dangerous it would be if I used social media the way actual niggas use social media. I don't think it would. I mean, it would be dangerous, it but it dangerous. wouldn't be hard for you because these bitches be in there like But this. I wouldn't do that. See, now, listen, you make you be making me sound like something else, and people going to start thinking I'm the one that's No, arrogant. you're not the one. But I don't I'm want people to I'm not saying that, that you are arrogant. I'm just saying it comes easy to you. Yeah, I just don't want nobody to think whatever. But I think it's funny. Um, last night when I was watching this whole thing with watching KG and everything, the only thing that made me think was I was like, I'm ready for my time in the sun. You don't think that you are getting your time? I think we've had several times in the sun, but the shit feels good when it have it, so why not go back out in it? No, but that's a part of the whole process. It's like you it's, have it's, your time, then you retreat. You do, then and you, you build business, out. and yeah. you do other things. But I think the thing that I loved, and I told KG last night, I was like, first of all, when I dapped him up at, at the networking event, I said, bask in this shit mm-hmm. because who knows it could be another two years before you're on this platform mm-hmm. or you may be grinding for the next three years before you step back on this platform mm-hmm. so i was like bro bask this shit up if people hate on you don't worry about it yeah just enjoy the, your time in the sun because when you're in when you work hard bro and then you put it out there and people love that shit and receive it not being funny it's just like when we do these episodes and since we've been here what the last two years almost mm-hmm. like spider has gotten better on editing and mm-hmm. putting these this is to get this stuff together when you go listen to episodes that's your work bro mm-hmm. so you know when you listen you're like damn that's why you always tell us hey bro or you'll text me and say the quality's fucking amazing mm-hmm. or i always tell people we can put the quality of mz studios up against anybody else in dallas and we've recorded a lot of places yeah it's not that it's, part yeah. internet radio i'm sorry i won't say names but internet radio a lot of this shit is trash Where's the shots fired? I agree. Pow, pow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's like internet. Like you got so many people that'll leave a great studio and go to something. It's like, did you Ooh. check your quality? Oh, we've had people two for leave two. here. <laughs> yeah. Just know it's two, two. These two for two ain't for you. You're going to get yours. But it's like, it's so crazy, man. But I, the thing I think I love about this new studio, let's let's like talk some shit a little bit about this. First of all, I want to give props to Mike and Spider for finding this. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great location. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more room. Everything that we needed upgraded from the last studio happened. Mm-hmm. Space, mm-hmm. air conditioning, mm-hmm. own personal space for the booth, mm-hmm. better quality, mm-hmm. better equipment. Yeah. I just say Roberts Media Group is proud to be partnered with MZ Studios. Come on now. Right out. What's the address? Let's get people this address. Y'all 1111. Let Spider say it. Oh, I'm sorry. 1111 West Mockingbird <laughs> Lane. I won't give you the number, but I might meet you in the lobby. <laughs> And the lobby is actually nice. It is. The lobby Very is nice. professional. It is. We also have an area to where, you know, I, I actually, shout out to the homie Harper. He always used to say, hey, man, can we come sit in the studio? And we used to always tell people it's too fucking hot. Yeah. We got space for you, Harper. Yeah, it's a, you got a whole couch in here you can <laughs> sit on. But before, people would ask, and I'm like, nah, we not have to pack this shit out and have mm. this motherfucker hot as shit no, up No, it was there. bad enough with two, three people. It mm-hmm. was. So I want to talk about, before we got to the event last night, we always have these Lyft driver stories. So I don't know if you have one. But yeah. I have one, and first of all, when I ordered the lift, he got in the car, and it, it was the same guy, but his picture looked totally kind of you know different. Mm-hmm. And what's the word for retarded now that you're supposed to use? Mentally challenged. Mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was mentally challenged, but a few cells had been misplaced. And you can you know how you can tell sometimes with just the way people carry themselves. And it, I mean, it's not a problem, but I didn't know what to expect. First of all, he whipped up into the when he came and picked me up around the front at, at my place, he whipped up in the front. And then when I got in the car, he's like, did you see how I did that? I said, huh? He said, did you see how I whipped in here really fishing? And I said, yeah. I said, I, I see you got it. He's like, yeah, this is my fifth ride in one hour. And I was like, God damn. I said, you've been moving. He's talking about That's how quick I drive. So literally, he and he had like a little versa. So he was whipping it, oh cutting my. people off like he was whipping it. But one thing I liked that he said was, he was like, I always try to be nice to people. 
you know, and he was like, my grandfather told me, well, I think somebody was walking across the street or he let somebody else cut him off in traffic. He was basically just doing a lot of nice shit mm-hmm. on my way. And it was only like a seven minute drop off. But he did about almost before he dropped me off five nice things. And he was like, my grandfather told me if you do five nice things a day for other people, mm-hmm. it'll make the world a better place. And I was like, that's simple. Mm-hmm. But like literally wake up and be, he was like, a nice thing could be opening the door for one person. He's like, whether they speak or not, you did your part. Mm-hmm. He was like, smile or speak to somebody. Pay for somebody's drink if you go get a drink or, you know, if you have the money, buy somebody's Coke or, you know, give a kid something. Whatever the case may be, he was like, do five nice things a day and the world will be better. No matter what the race, no matter what the creed, no matter what the gender. He was like, just be fucking nice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's a good message. Small but good. Mm-hmm. Then this nigga pulled up and he cut off a truck and two cars and he said, he said, I normally jam on my brakes. And he literally said this. He said, I normally jam on my brakes in front of a Mercedes because if they hit me, I'm getting paid. I said, this motherfucker. As, and he was an efficient driver. But when I got out, I realized that half his bumper was hanging up to the back end. And I was like, yeah, nigga, you done took some hits. You may be effective. And he had five stars. He was cool. But I was mm-hmm. like, you may be effective, nigga, but you're doing some crazy driving. Yeah, that's that's what that's the price that comes with being an efficient job yeah we know you thinking you nascar and shit (laughs) (laughs) and i was telling her when we get picked up in ubers why is it just me or other people and maybe y'all can answer the question do you why don't you wear a seatbelt when you get picked up by somebody else yeah i like you can't get thrown through a window quick quick escape yeah you think maybe i don't know that's for me also i don't ride long distances in lifts yeah so for me it's not the best thought process but i'm like okay i'll be there in a minute yeah and yeah but i was wondering because it's been several times me and her being in the car and i'm like why don't we have our fucking seatbelt on yeah because when i get in her car sometimes i feel like you're my dad she always tell me she'd be like put your fucking seatbelt on because her she has one of the things that'll keep chiming so i know if the kids you know i gotta make sure the kids have that seatbelt on but in the back it's like we never put them bitches on and i'm Mm -hmm. like if we have a fucking wreck we're going straight through the window also it's crazy how much trust you put in your Lyft and your Uber driver. Well, that's that was going to be my story because I think last night was the first time I was actually kind of uh, on edge about what was going to happen. Oh, that is right. Because we, we left at the same time and you hit me up and you were like, oh, I'm home. Yeah. We don't we stay like three minutes apart. Yeah. So my Lyft driver missed the exit. And OK, people missed their exit. It's fine. So I thought he was going to correct it. <laughs> He didn't correct it. He kept driving. And so as he's driving, he's asking me more information about myself. He's like, hey. So it makes it seem He's like, do you have any kids? And I'm like, and he's like, how do you pronounce your name? And he's making like all this small talk. I didn't know if it was because he was nervous because he messed up. But I'm like, hey, because by this point, we're like deep in South Dallas. And I'm like, hey, you can go this way to turn around and get back to on track. And he's like, oh, well, my GPS is telling me to go this way. And I'm like, well, I already know because I grew up over here. I'm like, go this way because we can get there quicker. Because at this point, I'm just trying to get out. Let me fucking cut you off for a minute. Jesus, I was what? trying to just see. I'm gonna start doing like her. I did this shit on purpose. She always cuts me off, so I was like, "Let me see you if I can jump in." You told me to cut you off. I know. I just I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to jump in is because I text you because normally she'll text me and say, "Hey, I made it to the house," mm-hmm. or I'll say, "Hey, let me know if you make you know when you make it to the house, especially at night after an event." You know what I'm saying? So I, she hit me up and she's like, "I'm in the wrong part of South Dallas," and then I kept texting her like four or five times to see if she made it home and she didn't respond. So I was like what the fuck happened? Cause she's like, yeah, he took me somewhere. And I don't know where I'm at. And when she wasn't answering, I kind of got flustered. Cause I was like, damn, am I, I going to be able to experience I this shit? I was just trying to get out of there. But you can't fight. You ain't never had a real fight in your life. We can't depend on these hands. What? If you had to save yourself and fight, you I, never I had a real fight. I will save in myself. Life. One foot. Well, this is my first one, Spider. No, no, no. You no, cannot no. fight. I don't like. You don't know this. All right. You don't know this. I told you an episode. And like I'm always episodes prepared. Ago. Did you ever watch Daredevil? I'm always Spider? prepared. Mm-hmm. You got to watch when Foggy got hit on the chin. He got knocked the fuck out, bro. <laughs> I always tell her that's you. I've never seen her fight. I was like, I, how, how you did you miss what? so many childhood things, though? You might not have seen me fight. I may have never had a fight, but mm-hmm. I, I was ready. I had something with me to okay. where I would be okay. Man, here she go. She talks a lot of shit, but I don't know. I'm not talking shit. I don't think anybody should buy into this shit. I'm not talking shit. I'm for real. Let me tell you You have to know your strengths. Like, I know if I've never had a fight, Mm -hmm. but I know what I'm good at. Do you think you can fight? I feel like I can. Where is the... um, I feel like because at that point, you have to save yourself. Okay. And so that, like, just kick that adrenaline kicking in. Yeah. But I just tell people never fight out of rage. Because if you try to fight out of rage and you like, Ooh, then somebody hits you and you're like, 
And you're like, damn, this motherfucker didn't that's even not, get started. That's, that's I've always it. told, and my brother taught me this. He was like, when niggas talking shit, don't talk back. Just push that chin back. So why niggas be talking? I be, especially if it's a bigger dude. I'm going to let you talk that shit. I'm just going to break your jaw while you talking. Well, people look at you and automatically assume certain things. So you might be good with your hands, but I'm good with other things. So I'm I'm okay. What you got? You got a pistol? Blade. <laughs> A blaze. No, I don't. I actually cannot stand knives. Yeah, hood really? But I'm a, I'm a good lover. Shoot. If you watch TV with her and the motherfucker getting stashed, you're like, uh, uh, I think I, uh, uh, I think it's like I have three on me. Is this three nigga stabbing you? Yeah. Oh god, now, that's one, like one, one, one of Deep my Ellum, one for uh, Lower Greenville, <laughs> and uh, the other one for South Dallas. But not uh-huh. to be funny, all of, and you need a blade in all three oh. of those motherfucking places. But she doesn't. You know what though? She doesn't like seeing knives and people getting stabbed. Like I don't like seeing women get hit. Yeah. Like if somebody's oh. and I ain't gonna lie, I don't care to see gay people kissing. Like gay men, I have nothing against it. Where did they it's, just, it's just saying things I don't like. I don't like seeing women get beat, and oh, you know this. Yeah. Let's not go down that road because we'll be here all day. And I yeah. do not like seeing two gay men kiss. I have nothing against gay people. Yeah. I want to get that out there because I don't want everybody trying to drag me, which I can take it. But the point of the matter is, it's just something about I cannot watch. When I see two motherfuckers that's like my side, just imagine me and Spite on the screen. He kissed me on the cheek. What? Boy, you know. He said, boy. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's one of them things where it's like, I have nothing against him, just like I know he doesn't, but it's like, I don't want to view it. I've told the story before on the podcast when you took me to that Christmas party and we were playing cards and shit, and we, two of our homeboys, they, one of the other ones sat in the nigga lap and started rubbing his waves, and I was like, it's time to go. This is too comfortable for me. You literally, I think I was across the room. You was, was like, you came over there and was like, hey, it's time you to ready go. to go? You ready to go? <laughs> I'm cool with all this shit, but I don't want to be, I don't want to see another nigga's dick get hard off another nigga rubbing his back or his head. I just choose not to see that. Mm. So I ain't going to be rude or be mean to them. I should fucking leave. It ain't my place. What you got next? Because I, now I'm trying to anticipate <laughs> what you're coming with. I do want to talk about, I, I wish I had the uh, the clip, but it was on Facebook. It was a post that went around about, a, she was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was this beautiful woman. She had long hair. Mm-hmm. And then she cut her hair and pretty much shaved her head. Kind of went like Sanaa Lathan in yeah. the Happy, Napoli Ever After movie. And the guy had an issue with it, you know. And the question was basically like, would men have a problem with their women cutting their hair from long to short? My answer now is as 36 year old as a 36 year old male no but when i was 25 and i actually dated a woman who did that shit it was hell no and the reason being is she looked beautiful but when you getting your when you used to getting your dick sucking you running your fingers through the motherfucker's hair mm-hmm. and you know you can ball it up in a ponytail and pull it and shut and do it mm-hmm. it changes when you feel the prickle on the back of a motherfucker's head and it feels like your haircut oh and you God. getting head and it's no it's different it's different. I'm not saying it's not different. I just think guys are overly dramatic at times. I think about think about certain things that they get the freedom to do whatever it is they want to do. Pretty much, yeah. We should be able to grow our hair out and cut it. It ain't y'all ain't got. Well, y'all do hold our head when getting head too, but it don't matter. It ain't like a nigga got a perm <laughs> and you running your head through it unless he a pimp. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm just saying it's just the overly dramatic reaction. Like some of the comments and stuff were just ridiculous. It was, but I think it is. It's so not you gonna a big throw your whole girlfriend away? Yeah, that was stupid. Because I was like, damn, she got ass. She's smart. Because they put her, they put her everything out, like who mm-hmm. she is as a person. Yeah. And of course, you know, I was clicking. I was like, damn, a page is like she seems like a well, mm-hmm. a well-rounded person. And I was like, all over her cutting her hair. Mm-hmm. My next thought was, let me see the picture of the nigga. Whether he's good looking or not, it's like, what's the problem? Yeah. But it is, I mean, if that's your first time, I can't knock him because it is weird to get your dick sucking. I mean, it's just an adjustment. And you rubbing a fade. A skin fade (laughs) is totally different. It's totally different. You can say whatever the fuck you want. That's like like fucking with a girl who has hair on her vagina. And then she comes back over and you never had sex with a girl without hair on her vagina. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hair with no vagina, until you get used to it, that's baby pussy. I'm just, that's, that's what the fuck that is. That's baby pussy. Like no hair. I used to be like, what? I remember it when people feels first better, asked, it does because even when people first asked me, they was like, "Have you ever shaved?" You know, like down there. And at that time, when I was early twenties, I was even like, even when you put on your underwear, like just the way it, it feels different. God. I mean, because even if you have on a um, like even if you have un, like if you ha- if you're hairy down there as a guy, mm-hmm. and you put underwear on, like not to be funny, especially in the summertime, that hair you gonna yeah, your dick gonna smell different. But I had to get used to that shit because that motherfucker, when you shave your dick bare, have you ever done that, Spider? Oh, yeah. You shave your dick, it's just like, it's totally different. You be looking, you be like, hmm? Now I shave a spider in there. That <laughs> makes me think about when I said something. What did I say about Spider? He was like, I got eight or something. Oh, yeah. Remember that episode? <laughs> 
Swider. That's why they call me Spider. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He's like, I got eight or something. What's on? What's next on your list? Oh, I love doing bonuses because you just kind of get in here. Oh yeah, we ramble. need to we need to talk about our podcast tour, which I'm actually excited about. You said a podcast story tour. Oh, tour. go right we're ahead. Making the rounds. So we're starting in L.A. at the end of August. Yes, I look forward to going back to L.A. Um, Houston in September. Yes. Uh, Seattle in October. Yes. Vegas in November. Yes. And D.C. in December. Yes. Now, I don't know. This is what I would tell people. We're looking for people to interview while we're out there. We already have some set All up. these places. But in all these places, if you know somebody who's dope doing something, either as an entrepreneur, doing something, giving back to their community, they're good at talking about relationships, politics, race. I really want to focus on a lot of racial shit well, and family shit for okay. season 13. That's all I was going to say. Don't forget the family part. Yeah, because remember I told you the way. So we have 20 episodes. And what we tried to do is for those 20 episodes, five of those episodes, we discussed something or three of those episodes. We'll discuss like family, religion. Next three, we'll focus on like politics and whatever fucking sex whatever and then the fourth one we'll talk about like i don't know mentorship or some shit like that and just go from there mm-hmm. so what else you got yeah that's the list for the tour that's uh, <laughs> what else you got oh that was I'm looking, it. you said did you say put seattle on her yeah it is i'm looking i'm looking I, forward I, to that i've one. never been to seattle uh shout out to the homie juice daniels mm-hmm. out in uh seattle of yeah. the for the culture app. i think that's why i'm looking forward to it so much because he makes that shit look so good he does and not to be funny we've never met him but we i've kept in constant contact with him yeah, ever since we did our first phone. interview mm-hmm. so i look forward to uh to meeting up with juice daniels and going from there i want to say this man i said it on instagram but nigga debt free today yeah i'm so proud of you free. thank you i'm so proud of thank you thank you very much man look at her spider we started this shit a couple years ago, and I, I told the story where I started out with a partner, and I can say today that I'm no longer mad at this guy, but it went to shit, you know, like it was a lot of promises made, a lot of shit didn't pan out, so I ended up having more than $20,000 on my plate to cover, mm-hmm. and I wasn't prepared for that. I've never had any kind of credit card debt. I've never had any credit debt, so I didn't even know like how the fuck to get out of this, and this story should help somebody because a lot of times... When you get a credit card, people don't pay attention to the APR rate. They don't pay attention to the interest rate. Or you rates. get it and you probably think that you will be able to have something paid off in a certain time, which is what yes. a lot of what happened in your case because you went into it with a partner and the shit didn't pan out. And we even and had then, the finances set up of how much us both of us should pay monthly exactly. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And you got laid off in the process. So a lot of stuff just got tacked on. Yeah. And, yeah. So for me to be able to come out, I have been struggling. Like, that's why I try to tell people, like, they see the podcast and they see all this shit, but I've been struggling literally the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's something I loved about KG's documentary last night. He talked about some of his struggles because people will see you doing all of this shit and they be like, they good. And, and they I was like, easy. yeah. And like I was telling Spider, like a lot of people feel like, oh, they work with MZ Studios or they doing this and they traveling. They don't need no help. And it's like. We fucking do mm-hmm. like in with the studio. It's only Mike and 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 uh and Spider, mm-hmm. and then we work our angle on the back end to help out with the studio. But they do so much here, and it's like, can we get some fucking consistent help? Yeah, because people want to come in and say, oh, I want to help. What can I do? And yeah, then you give first them a task, and it never gets done. They don't show up, or they don't do it right, or they not on time. Mm-hmm. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, to be debt free. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I got a year left of paying shit. And I was like, you know what? I've invested well the last couple of years. I put some money away. Why not take out this money? And at first I was just going to take out the money and just take a penalty. But I was like, no, if you ever take out a loan for yourself from your money of any investment account, a 401k, a rollover, traditional RA, overseas funds, whatever, don't let taxes take that 25%. What you could do is take out a loan. So if you got $50,000 and you say, I want to take out twenty. Take out that 20 and over a three year period of time, you probably will pay $120 a month, but you pay back into your retirement or you pay back into whatever fund that you, you know, borrowed against and you'll be okay. Don't let the government, the, the, the first time I did that shit when I was unemployed, mm-hmm. I think I took out 40,000 and they hit me for almost $20,000 on fucking taxes. Mm-mm. It's not worth it. I didn't even give it to him. I was the IRS for six years. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck this I was just, shit. I'm glad you came out, okay? I done beat the arrest. <laughs> I done beat credit card debts. I'm now, bulletproof almost. Now you're getting back to yourself. Whew, yeah. It feels good, too. Mm-hmm. She hit me up the other day. She was like, okay, what you doing? I was like, I'm over here doing this and this and this and that. She's like, okay. Listen. I said, boy, you back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way you said that was fantastic. Because you got to understand, man, it was like I didn't do so much shit, mm-hmm. bro. 
and I, we have to dial it back because I've spent a lot of money this week already. Uh, yeah. Because I was like, that you know, yeah. I was like, got to celebrate for one week, <laughs> and that's what I told her. I was yeah. like, I got to celebrate, man. I was like, you know what? I mean. I've literally managed everything. And the thing about it is the thing that makes me proud of myself is, and you know, this Artesia, it was things I wanted to do that mm-hmm. I didn't do. The only constant thing that I always did while this struggle was going was on is lived where I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. I struck. I didn't get a, I didn't get all these fancy cars like everybody else, but I would get high price apartments or high price lofts or whatever, because mm-hmm. I was like, I may not be able to do everything I want to do. So I got to do something I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where if I invite people over, I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. I've already been in that situation where you live somewhere where you're embarrassed to bri- invite somebody over. Well, you don't like, know if your shit going to be safe. Right. That is very true. That was like the old studio for me. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. It's a, what y'all say? Y'all saw a condom in the parking lot one time? Oh, yeah. Needles, condoms. You name it. See, a needle. Mm. I could never do drugs Chick like a needle. The, gun, uh, the hallway with a gun looking for a baby daddy. Are you fucking what? shitting me? Oh, no. Yeah. That was... More than once, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that's another thing I told somebody. What Mike said. That's another thing I told somebody. I was like, I've never, I actually was telling the homie Jeremiah that last night. I was like, I don't want to fuck with the wrong woman. I've went my whole life without getting my tires slashed, without getting my car keyed, without mm-hmm. getting my windows broken out of, without somebody just showing up at my house and my job. First of all, what kind of women, I don't know what kind of women niggas is dating and what kind of niggas women are dating. Yeah. I, I really don't understand it. I was talking to somebody earlier this week and they were telling me something that they were dealing with. And I was just like, how? I could, I couldn't even, and I thank God I can't fathom. I'm not putting that up with that kind of shit. Mm-mm. I'm not going to put up with that. So this whole face app thing, did you do that shit? Hell no. You wanted to, didn't you? No. I don't understand. A lot of people's like, oh, you should do this face app, face app. And I was like, you stupid motherfuckers. This is another way it's for the government bad to get whatever. With Instagram and Snapchat. Now, now, this is the thing about it. I sometimes think about doing the shit that everybody's doing, but something in me before I do it is like, what's going to make you different if you start doing everything else that everybody else does? Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I think. And same, like we talked to you guys when y'all showed us the new studio last week. MZ Studios is different than every other fucking studio in mm-hmm. Dallas. And it's, and it's all staying right. in there in the lane. Exactly. Not trying to like, Take on everybody else's what, stuff. Yeah. Oh, that looks hot. Let's do this exactly. too. Exactly. Like, Cause that's what a lot of other studios are doing. Like, y'all didn't even jump out and go get a green screen. You have enough room in here to get a green screen, but what for? It'd be ugly. That's what I'm saying. It makes you like everybody else. So even with the podcast stuff, like, what was I saying before that? I literally forgot. You texting, so you can't even help me. You usually be in the background. This is a bonus, but I need you focused, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You said something about MZ Studios, like. I don't know. I yeah, they don't. It. Yeah, basically not just being like everybody <laughs> yes. else. Like I think it's it, it, setting think yourself it, apart. I think it says something about you to not follow trends. And mm-hmm. I was coming off that face with the, face, the face app. So I was about to say the face app thing because it came out later with I don't know if it was on Forbes or something, and they were like this was an app that was built by Russian intelligence or something, and now they have over 1.5 million American faces, American numbers and logins because most of the time when you download those apps they like hey sign up through this sign up through that yeah. now a lot of this information is accessible anyway exactly. but why give it to them free right mm-hmm. russia i probably got my face on some over there and probably drazen petrovic is my name or some <laughs> shit drazen petrovic. selling they, some vodka yeah you know what i'm saying they used to be a basketball player shout out to him he it died was. in a car accident mm-hmm. or something for the new jersey nets back in the day mm-hmm. and everybody talking about uh pages Stoyakovich and all these other three-point shooters Pedro, uh, what was his name? I can't. Drazen That nigga was cold. Mm-hmm. He had a wet shot. He was kind of excited like, for NBA to start back. I am too. Now we're not gonna talk. You, I, go ahead and try and talk in no, detail not, about the no, NBA. No. Let me tell you what she does. I just spider. said I'm excited for it to start mm-hmm. back because I'm thinking about all yeah. the places that we're going to. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we got to catch some games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, no, a lot of niggas be trying to holler at her because they'll listen to the thing and when we talk about she. No, only, and when I go to the bar, something. let me tell you something, fellas. She only knows about sports because of me. I'm going to take and, that credit. Okay, I can and give credit where my ex-husband. And your husband. Yeah. Ex-husband. That's the name of the podcast, Bex-busband. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> nah, but. Yeah, y'all keep me up to date, and I always, get to use this yeah. shit when I'm at the bar. I want to. Makes can, me look good. Yeah, what yeah. can a man use? What can a man use that'll bring a woman in? Like, uh, you know, men love to hear women talk sports. It we depends, talk. because most men just rely on their money and access. You think ooh, so? Ooh. It's unfortunate. I mean, <laughs> me no, neither. I'm just saying, like, when I'm out, I have noticed that guys tend to lead in with uh, yeah, what all car. they can do with you. And they yeah. are, like... That's so whack to me. They are wild, especially because I was talking to somebody not too long ago, and he was like, oh, well, I can do this. And I'm like, okay, that's great. 
I can too. Yeah. <laughs> without you. Without exactly. the, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I've never understood that when I see, that's why like when I look at guys and I see guys doing whatever they're doing, it's kind of like, this nigga's whack. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying this nigga's whack to be like, yo, I'm better than all dudes. It's just some shit. I'm like, why are they trying so hard? And it's obvious they're trying. But clearly there's a lot of women out here taking the shit that's and falling for it. So they keep using the shit. Yeah. So that means it's just as many lame ass women as it is lame ass men. Unfortunately, we all get lumped in together. What kind of top? What topic you got? How long we been going, Spider? We've been going for a while. No, forty five minutes. For real? Yeah. Already? Yes. Really? Yes. That's why I said I've already hit on everything I had. That's it. You don't never have shit. You don't never talk about nothing. No, because a lot of times Mm -hmm. we were actually, this was impromptu Mm because we were actually supposed to sit down and hash out our topics Mm because we talk so much during the week and Mm -hmm. we're always like, oh, that's a podcast topic. And then by the time the week is over, a lot of the shit that transpired, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. That's very true. Because we'll talk about the interactions at work. Like, I just want to enjoy the weekend. I think one of the things, too, is because we've been noticing a lot of stuff with other people who are doing podcasting and they fall off. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like, so the first thing a lot of people was asking me last night, what do you guys talk about on the podcast? And I think the reason we're able to always come in here and be consistent is like I told them, I was like, we honestly talk about personal experiences. We talk about personal experiences. We may throw in something, you know, in reference to what's going on on the big screen Mm -hmm. or what's going on in uh, main uh, social media, current events and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But we literally, I think the reason we... Uh, mesh well with our listeners mm-hmm. and other people when we go out is because we're literally telling stories that everybody else fucking went mm-hmm. through. You know oh, what I'm saying? I did want to get your honest reaction to Lion King, though, Excuse speaking me. of current things. Lion King, to me, was good. Um, a lot of people, before I went, a lot of people was like, ah, oh, we hate Beyonce, Beyonce's voice on Nala. Mm-hmm. The thing about it was, I think that we know Beyonce. I think it's because, especially with black people, they know Beyonce for something totally different. Mm-hmm. So to hear her, first of all, she's not the best actor. So you're tying her bad acting skills into, or her subpar, I won't say bad. Yeah, that's more like genius. Okay. Even though she can't play angry at all. <laughs> I think the only, even like, what was that movie when she was uh, with Idris Elba and was oh, fighting a white girl? Yeah. Yeah, like it was terrible acting. But that was kind of early in her career. Nala to I, me wasn't that bad. I just think a lot of people judged it bad because of her voice, but her inflection and her voice went with the emotion of what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Could it be better? Yes, mm-hmm. but this is what she's only done maybe one or two voiceovers, so she's not going to be perfect. Yeah, that stuff's not easy either. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You got to understand that they are showing you something, or before the movie comes out, they're saying, "Hey, say this with this infection, like this inflection in your voice. You're angry. Mm-hmm. You're hurt. It, she ain't hurt at Jay Z or hollering at Jay Z or Blue Nim. So she got to be. I'm being Nala." a lioness and I have to talk how a lion would cartoonishly talk. And the thing about niggas is a lot of people love to judge people. And it's like, we wouldn't be able to do that shit. That's mm-hmm. just like, I got a homeboy. I told one of my Not homeboys to the point of production. He's always on my, I got a homeboy. He's always on LeBron, always on LeBron. And I'm like, Oh, LeBron's soft. And I'm like, if he took your ass in the post on the court right now, he'd kill you. Mm-hmm. Like y'all niggas talking shit. Like y'all can beat this motherfucker or like your ass could be in the NBA. You either too short yeah. to be in the NBA or you lack the talent. Right. Shut the fuck up about these basketball players. The nigga in the G League can beat these niggas talking this shit. Mm. Period. Period. I want to give a shout out to the homie Deshaun, your uh, old classmate who did our recent. No, most... not classmate. What is he? A church member? Yeah, we grew up in the same church. Oh, okay. Hey. You ain't going to give him a shout yes. out? Yes, I was waiting for you to finish your He did your an statement. amazing job on our pictures. Yes, Team Howard Photography, He's him doing, and his wife. Yeah, too. you know, we've had some shabby shit in the, over the years, you know, so to be able to. I keep, oh, Lord. Yeah, Arteza didn't used to like none of her pictures Never. with our old photographers. Never. I mean, you did, some of the pictures, some of the photographers we used, you did used to look a little fluffy. I was looking, I'd be like, this ain't even I who either, you are. Or they were always, because I'm hella goofy, yeah. so they would always catch me like me. Goofy. Oh my God. I remember one photographer, hey, you had a picture and we both was like, this ain't going to work, man. It goes like, yeah, this is good. I think I'm going to use it anyway. And, and like, I was so mad. He was like, bro, why would you put something out that a motherfucker does not feel comfortable in? Right. Exactly. Like if you if you feel like you are an eight or a 10 or whatever, and then a motherfucker put a picture out and you a three, and you're like, yo, this is not who I am. Yeah. This is who people going to think I am. Yeah. But Deshaun always comes through for me. So that's why I always tell you that pictures is, is, is you got to be on point. Mm-hmm. Like I had to teach her, bro. She would always take pictures. I'm short, but I was like, she used to make me look like I was short. So I was like, why well, I look like I got midget legs. <laughs> I was like, you need to bend your knees. <laughs> yeah. That picture with you and Mike earlier is going to make me look gigantic. That's what, because the, the way, cause she bent down. And like I told her, I said, you can't take pictures with everybody the way you do with me alone. Yeah. Maybe we'll take another picture. I haven't put it out yet. Cause that's the thing. I said you always bend your knee, like focusing on me, like what we're used to doing. Oh, did I bend my knee when I took yeah. the picture? Yeah, and you tilted it down. Oh, 
yeah. I guess that's just habit now. So I a lot of times you got to just yeah. turn it. Huh? I have to take so many pictures, especially of ladies. I've yeah. gotten pretty good at that shit now. <laughs> so, well, Spider, what are you? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of shout outs, I did want to shout out Joe Shaw because you gave him a shout out for the podcast. I was about podcast to say, okay, here you that, go trying to take some things. Well, you gave him a shout out for the I podcast know. that he did with you under detox. I did. Okay. Yeah. But I want to give him a shout out for recently joining Robert's Media Woo-hoo! Group. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing us yes. his new concept, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, it is it's called one. After the Encore. Um, stay tuned for that. It's going to be dropping at the end of August. We got our first white podcast, y'all. Diversity. Yeah. And true diversity. That's okay? what I'm about to say. We're going to let that nigga be who he is. We ain't going to come over there and say, hey, Joe, you need but to ask you know him what? You know what I love about him already? I think he signed up, what, last weekend? Yeah, I done talked to Joe like 1,000 times since then. I have gotten like 1,000 emails from Joe. Um, <laughs> I've been copied on 100 emails. That nigga's efficient, man. We say <laughs> and, we wanted efficient. And I always talk about how our uh, workspace on Slack, yeah. <laughs> how people don't respond. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe is always dropping information <laughs> yeah. in there, so I love it. He's keeping me on my toes. He does. And, and I like the challenge. Yeah. I like That's Joe because that I was missing. I like Joe because for one, I do like having diversity because a lot of people would see our podcast and see the other podcasts that are under the umbrella and they would be like, Are y'all only working with black people? And it's like, no. But the thing about being in the South is like, and I told Joe this, a lot of white people want to interact with black people, but they're so scared to do so because mm-hmm. they think from the shit they see on TV and everything else that we're gonna snap. Yeah, just sack up and go talk to someone. That's what I'm saying. That may be the podcast. Sack up and go talk to someone. Yeah. That just may be it. Because it goes that's, right in line with our networking, too. It really does. Like, even when people, like, people see us out and it's like, just approach us. Like, mm-hmm. don't watch us from a distance and be like, oh, they seen. Because this is the thing I hate. When somebody sees you from a distance, doesn't know you, mm-hmm. creates a yeah, persona, persona mm-hmm. of you and who you are. And then they start telling people and it's like, but you never even talked exactly. to me. Exactly. Oh, that's what we were going to talk about it, a little bit, kind of with social media and online dating because I was out at an event and this guy was literally standing at the end of the bar staring at me the entire time. Oh yeah, you did. And I was like, does, do I know him? Yeah. Instead of him walking over to me to introduce himself, he sent me a DM on my Instagram and he was like, Hey, I think you're at such and such. And I'm like, yeah, that is creepy. Creepy. (laughs) That's what I don't understand. And he never came over. Like he just kept DMing me. It doesn't make sense. And we're in the same place. I think social media, and I've told this people, that people this too. There's a lot of interracial dating that's going on in Dallas now. I love it. Shout out. But the thing about it is, I tell people, always be like, how does this happen? How is it happening? Social media, mm-hmm. online dating. Because I could go out like, like she's talking, like last night, bro. I could be out networking. Girls will be staring like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You walk up to them and they get nervous or they look off because everybody's so used to swiping, swiping, swiping. Mm-hmm. Not being funny, outside of the one time I've been on a dating app, when I was like 20 something, when it first came out and I was on the, I was on the adult shit. It was like eHarmony or match.com <laughs> shit. So I didn't even know that was the time after I had had my heart broken. And I was like, well, I'm looking for something a little bit real. But when I, when I started looking for I was like, I'm gonna just try this shit. And when I got on there, it was like pussy for days. It wasn't nobody on there that was, re- I mean. And then you got recycled on some of the lesser. I did. <laughs> I had a whole bunch of niggas. One time a nigga hit me up. He's like, you on plenty of fish. I said, bro, mm-hmm. I've never been on plenty of yeah. fish in my life. That shit popped up two or three times. I was like, yeah. I'm getting catfished the fuck out of me. Yeah. I got sent a couple of screenshots. Yeah. I was like, oh. And that's why I said, I'm never going to be on, I'll never be on that shit again. People <laughs> even ask me now, they be like, you've been single almost two years. Why? How, what kind of dating you doing? If I don't meet them in person, yeah. I'm good. I prefer online. to meet people in person. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that online shit. But it is it's un, it's kind of flattering, but creepy. Like like Spider was saying, mm-hmm. for somebody to take your picture, put that shit. I remember when somebody figure said, out who the hell you are. Yeah, they cre- yeah. and they created. I mean, Jesus. it's so funny because it was like poet something. One of the titles, and I was like, mm-hmm. I write poetry. <laughs> who like who the fuck is and this person? Make it real. That's what I'm saying. I was like, who the <laughs> fuck is this person? But it's probably somebody you knew too. It ain't no telling. But that's the thing people don't understand. It's either a catfish or it could be like one of them things where who is somebody trying to fuck you over? Mm-hmm. That's real. But I, I remember when I heard that, I was like, yo. And when we were together, a couple of people came to her. She came, to me and she, she came to me and she was like, look at this. And I was like, I'm not on that shit. And like when we were together, even now, she still has access to certain things. Like she could log into all my shit if she wanted to right now. You called me to get your that's when I, I called her. I did. When I, so like when I, I just took out some money and I was doing something, I was like, what's my account number? Cause I was like, I don't have that shit, and I'm not. I don't have time to go look it up on my phone or whatever. But the thing of it was, like I told her, I said, if I was hiding something when we were together, you could easily find that shit. You literally have access to everything, 
And like I used to tell, I was like, it's not far-fetched that somebody's just using this shit. And when it popped up on like three or four other ones, I was yeah. like, yo. And I had to tell her, because one time somebody came and it was like, you were on Match. And I was like, no, black people something. Yeah. Because it it's tied to Match. Black people meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so It's my favorite. Anytime, <laughs> anytime you use like Match.com or eHarmony, as a black person, it's going to set you up on things. The algorithm is set up to say, who is this person? What are they like? And I think eHarmony and black uh Black, black people meet whatever black it is planet. that's throwback yeah i remember that was like more of a bet you can't thing. tell me mm-hmm. nothing my black planet profile is lit i never was on black planet see that's what i'm talking about <laughs> me either. that's what i be trying to tell people this nigga white is fucking talking <laughs> i like spider but like literally bro when she hit me up and she was like somebody said you was on this black thing and i was and i told her i said and I, I was disappointed because I was like, how dare you go to this low grade shit? Low grade bullshit. You don't do it. You do need it to right. do it right. You know what I'm saying? And not to be funny, if I that's why I said, even when I did it the one time I did it, like with Match, I did it because you had to pay $30-something a month. And niggas wasn't paying $30 a month yeah. for an app. But I was because I was like, I don't want to deal with random bullshit. Now, I must say, the six months that I was on Match, it was quality pussy. <laughs> Like these were educated women with nice bodies doing what they do. Like it, y'all all had something to lose yeah. with y'all thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what she say? We all had something to lose with what? With y'all thirty dollars a month. Wow, <laughs> wow, this four for four. You know what, y'all listeners? She may have won this one. That's cool. He gonna give me next. Oh, episode. I'm gonna burn you because I don't have notes and stuff. I ain't coming. I, like, I haven't. Re- <laughs> I ain't coming. <laughs> I ain't wrote no notes and shit down, bro. But it's like, yo, I, I'm gonna let you win this one because I've been winning for like 200 and some episodes. Exactly. So I can fall back on this one, but that is real. But and I remember you coming to me. And you was like, somebody said you're on this website, and I'm like, I'm not on there. But I was like, it's connected to Match, and then I think we did something, and I showed her, and she's like, got you. And I was like, who are these bitches is putting this shit out here? I'm with you every like, fucking day. When we were together, bro, Anytime. I literally saw Artesia Even after. almost seven fucking days a week, bro. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, after as far as people like hitting me up if they see you somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's I'm just happen. like, yeah. I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't know why and half the time when people shit. tell me, it's not like a matter of checking in or anything because we yeah. aren't together. Yeah. But most of the time you'll be like, hey, I'm about to go hang out with my homegirl or whatever. So I pretty yeah. much already know if you out or yeah. you at the house. Well, I never, because for me, it's, I have a thing of like I was telling Tanika them last night. You know, because people were like, hey, you, I see you networking. You talking to all these women. I was like, but I'm talking to them literally strictly on networking. Mm-hmm. And I tell people I'm not where I want to be in life right now. But if all of this shit pops and we all get on, the last thing you want is somebody to be able when you like if, if, if Spider, if you become whatever and this grows and you become head of whatever, you don't want that shit out there of shit you used to do. Or a fuck, uh, you fuck around with the wrong motherfucker mm-hmm. and then your shit out there. So I told her, I was like, I don't want to be known as a womanizer. Mm-hmm. So I can work a room. I can talk to everybody. And everybody I talked to last night, I either gave them the social media. Mm-hmm. I didn't take any phone numbers. I didn't exchange any phone numbers. And people's like, oh, you don't want to? No, I'm good. The only number I got was a digital card mm-hmm. from a guy that just moved her from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I just network. So when I'm in another spot, people will be like, yo, yeah. I remember this guy. And then possibly build from there mm-hmm. some kind of business. It takes a lot for me to give somebody my number. I just want, I'm just glad you started talking because it got to a point where I felt like I was the only motherfucker working in a room and I'm like, yo, I can't keep doing this <laughs> no, shit. No, I had been talking. <laughs> you sure? Because I was there before you got there. Really? Yeah. Mm. You sure about that? Yeah, I'm positive. Mm. And, I've, and I've gotten so much better at working a room. So have I'm you? not going to let you. You have your, honestly, you've, you've grown to have your own following. Now, That's so weird when because you say that. somebody Even when we yeah. were at the, at the theater, and the, the girl, girl says was like, "Hey, Artesia," and I'm like, and I have to catch my face because my yeah. yeah, I was like, "How does bitch know my name?" <laughs> but then she listened to the podcast. <laughs> no, I know about some how this bitch say my name because she said I listen every time. No, drop I know, episodes. and and she knows yeah, it's no disrespect, no disrespect at all. But yeah. that's what I thought when I heard somebody call my name because for one, yeah. my name is very unique. So yeah. if I know somebody saying it, they're talking to it's me. Like, who, who are exactly. She did look like Nola Darling. Yes, she did. I appreciate it because then it was just like, oh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, people watch. You know, you never know. But the thing about it is you got people who watch and truly support. You mm-hmm. got people who watch and like, how the fuck do they keep pulling this off? And you got people who watch that are just watching to see if you're going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen a lot of people just fucking disappear. Well, Mike, thanks Spider, to you all of them have told us about people who come in here and be uh, like, yeah, this, this, and that. Shows and they're gone. And yeah. they fucking gone. Thanks what do you, you think? you and the- your social media, well, I don't think we'll disappear because- 
we've been on break and I've been like, oh, well, we're on break. And you're like, yeah, but I got to keep page going. I got to do this. I got to do that. And yeah, you're right. That's why a lot of people don't last. Like, Mm -hmm. not to be funny, I remember Mike said it a couple of, I think it was last year sometime or earlier this year. He was like, it's kind of slow right now, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then it picked up because you always have to stay prepared. You always have to be doing something. Always got to stay different. Always got to stay on your toes. Mm -hmm. Always moving forward because that one downtime, people are going to be like, oh, they fell off. Mm -hmm. And not to be funny, if you have a dry season that's too fucking long, people are going to disappear. So that's why I was like, we need to do at least one bonus episode. Or if we do audio or video, if we're going to hang out with somebody, let's shoot some video. Let's put something out there so not only people can feel like they know us by listening, Mm -hmm. but they can also actually see us interact. Yeah. Which people, like you say all the time, you said um, one of the, our podcasts was saying when me and you interact, it just seems like we're together because our energy is so like it's I, I think it's more of a respect thing, a yeah. friendship. We Everybody used to be together talks about the chemistry. Yeah. With, um, I just be chilling. Me too. But people put us together. <laughs> so what are you what are you looking forward to? We got season 13 coming up and it's almost a, less than a month away now. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I'm looking forward to the trips. 32 and whatever. days interviews we're gonna get from from those different places a lot of people have been asking because we did that episode where i was saying this may be our last season Mm -hmm. what do you think i still don't know yet i'm still up in the air about it um it may even if it's not your last season it might be my last season i don't know it just depends and i thought about that because i i don't think it's going to be the last season but i did think about that and i was like but where am i going to get a co-host because i know the way and the way we're (laughs) but but it's also the way we're growing Mm -hmm. and the way you're doing things it is becoming a lot for you to do all of that yeah and then try to remember yeah as you notice i had this is going to be my two for two as you notice i had like 15 topics and she had what like two I was like, what the fuck have you but been I doing all week? I gave you a great answer as to why. Nigga, that ain't nothing. <laughs> what does that supposed to negate what I just said? But that's the, but no, but no real talk, it is though. a lot because there are more things that I would like to focus on from the business aspect. Yeah. And I feel like my, my attention has kind of gotten taken away from that in yeah. the aspect because I am more visible yeah. on the podcast. What do you think, Spider? If she was, if, if, I know you would probably still come on every now and again. Oh, yeah, for but sure. But do you think we should add another girl for me to have a co-host or a guy? Mm. I don't know. It just depends. I think uh, that doesn't matter as much as the chemistry, the chemistry of, of the it. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the hard part. And honestly, because we knew each other, I think the only other time, to me, since we've been doing the podcast, the best times were when Christian and Gary were on mm-hmm. because we had the diverse conversation. Yeah. Um. Then me and you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying the other people in between that like no shade to none of them, no, but it was like it was not consistent enough. At least in the beginning, like Christian and Gary, they were actually very consistent yeah. because they enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the schedules got crazy, and then it was always me. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where it was like it became more work, more than, work than yeah. enjoying what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then when me and you came along, I felt like I was leading the conversations all the time. And then over the last year, you've actually stepped into your mm-hmm. own. You like certain shit. You like talking about certain shit, and you have a life that I don't have, like you're a mother, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You have kids. Like well, I know when we were doing the episode, uh, the interview with, with Lex, she doesn't talk about her kids. Oh God. And, and Lex <laughs> asked a question and she was like, so you got two kids, huh? Artesia face was like, like, bitch, where is this going? <laughs> I don't talk about my kids. And I was like, just hear her out. Let's see where it's going. But yeah. it was general questions, yeah. but you do do a fucking lot. Yeah, I do. And honestly, I can't say that this would be my last season. I think if we got the proper help and consistency on the business side, yeah. then I wouldn't feel so torn. Yeah. How do you find good help, though? That's the question. Uh, that seems to be the question for everybody because, I mean, that was also something KG. that was expressed in the documentary. Yeah. Like, that's the hardest part is building a team that's actually consistent. And understanding that when you starting out something like this, you ain't getting paid. Mm-hmm. You're not fucking – you got to be willing to put money in – until or the people that you keep bringing in they're going to cover the bill Mm -hmm. to balance you out you may not be making a profit but you're breaking even in food that's why the fuck i've been getting fluffy around here no you just fluffy (laughs) because you like to fucking eat let's not no people have literally been paying me in food like for certain stuff that i've been helping people out with paying you what turn that shit down and say just get that's the thing (laughs) don't buy me food if you paying 20 give me the 25 dollars. i know cash at me the 25 don't pay me i only accept green and either uh, paper spending form or smoking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But people that's tend to know like that's how they can get me to do something. Because especially if I'm super busy, because I had a friend reach out to me a couple of weeks ago. They were like, "I know you're busy, but they also know that I like when they make something." Yeah, and they're like, "I will make this for you," and I'm like, "All right, I'll fit it in." That is, I get it. If you like food, that's like somebody saying, "Hey, can you record this for me?" And I'll suck your dick. I'll be like, "Wait, let me hold up." That. Hold At up. that point, you just the hoe. 
I mean, <laughs> I'll be at home. That's what I'm saying. You like eating food. I like getting my dick sucked. So get under this desk. I'm a foodie <laughs> whore. That's what I'm saying. Yes, you are a food whore. So it's like I get I get why you say that. Like if you if somebody say, "Hey, I'm gonna make you a peach cobbler," if you mm-hmm. do this, you're like, "Oh, a peach cobbler." Yeah. That's like if it's a nice looking girl, she's like, y'all say, "Yeah." Yeah. Because it's like if a nice girl be like, "Well, I'll suck your dick for this," and I'm you be like, "And you just want me to edit it?" Prostitution. Yeah, you know. You know, we've been yeah, realistic. But we make this a game and do it at the same time. That's what I'm saying. That is, hey, <laughs> you got to switch shit up. You have to switch it up. We do have some live shows coming this uh, fall. Yes. I know we got told you guys we we're going to do something this summer. My work schedule got busy where I was never here. Mm-hmm. So my day job took me away from being able to be here to do those things. Yes. But I really want to do some live shows. Yeah, we're going to get on it. We got a DJ. We got mm-hmm. Spider. We got people like Tanika and Romaine. Yes. Y'all should go listen Champagne to the Champagne and, and Lipstick. Lipstick podcast. Listen to the Morning Dallas podcast, the Quiet podcast. I don't know what the Frank's doing. Frank, uh, Frank is on, doing. Yeah, they're on a little hiatus. hiatus yeah. yeah. So they'll be back. Uh, too many, too many babies popping out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get you. <laughs> Especially a deer. It, it was they're, cra- not, they're not the only ones either. That's what's crazy. That's what I'm saying. But a, you know, it's the yeah. summertime. It's I, the I have avoided all of that. You know, when people did, I, people was prefer, but they was ready for that hot girl summer shit, and it's like that. You got him caught <laughs> up. Yeah, that baby slowed you to fuck down. <laughs> hey, I know some girls that still out here having a hot girl summer. I know. I don't even know what that is. I way. just keep hearing the shit, and I'm like, what is that? Hot boy summer, hot girl summer, retrograde, Mercury retrograde. I will say that I Area don't. 51. What's going on? I, I don't watch the news. What's going on with this Area 51 shit? What is this about? Uh, storming it. They just uh, think that. Uh, they can get a whole bunch of people together and storm it to find out what's going on. But oh, inside of it. They don't have the kind of guns that the military Hell has. no. Run Same up on that shit. You're going about this the wrong way. The wrong fucking way. I didn't know that's what it was. I don't really watch the news. It's like being on the elevator coming down today when you either. came to pick me up. I don't watch it. And the lady was like, did you hear about Trump? And it was me. This sounds like a joke. It was me, a Mexican, and an old white lady. Mm. And she got onto the elevator. And literally, she's like, did y'all hear about Trump today? And I was like, fuck. I literally said, I said, fuck. And the Mexican dude looked at me and she was like, he finally got the money to build his wall. And I was like, I ain't surprised. And he was like, the Mexican guy was like, well, did Mexico give him the money to build? And she was like, no, no. the government granted it to him. Mm. And I was like, I ain't surprised by that. And she was like, this is some shit. She's like, he's fucking crazy. And I can I was, see a little old white lady yeah. saying She's like, he's fucking crazy. She's like, the country is just going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> and I looked and I was like, you goddamn right. Because yes. I thought when she first said Way Trump. Way to be an ally. Yeah, because I thought when she first said Trump, I was about to say, oh, this one of these MAGA motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to hear it, the thing about it is to hear white people talk about Trump in a negative way is the way I felt about black people talking about Obama. In certain instances, in a negative way, you literally have to feel something against what the fuck his agenda is to actually speak out against him. Mm-hmm. So, but I was gonna say before we wrap it up, yeah, because I'm about to, yeah, uh, going back, okay, going back to the hot girl summer thing, I will say that I do think it has been taken out of proportion by certain people. I think that's a good thing. I think that, and explain why you say that though. Well, just because. Because I think that and self care are taken out of context. Yeah, because I kind of feel like in so many ways I've had a hot girl summer by by the standards right. of no. Listen, that's the name of the podcast. I've had a hot girl summer. That's <laughs> gonna get that's clickbait like a motherfucker. By Anthony Roberts. Yeah. You know? But no, by the standards of I came across this post on social media and it mm-hmm. says a hot girl summer is a season of being unapologetic in your glow securing your own bags being in your bag embracing the body you have laughing more living more and doing the dang thing while feeling good that's a good description of a good hot girl summer exactly that should be every day though exactly Exactly. but the hot girl summer that i have seen is ratchet bitches trying to take niggas for money stealing lying fucking whoever they want doing this this all the dirty shit and it's like yeah do you want to be associated with that shit and then what is the hot boy summer? Do they have a description of the hot boy summer? I, I don't have a description for the hot boy summer. I just think all of that shit is bullshit, just like the self-care, self-care thing. Like a lot of people, like I'm taking care of me. If you're in a marriage or in a relationship or you're having a friendship, it's like I understand self-care, but mm-hmm. self-care is not being selfish and, and you know, to disregarding. Neglect. Yeah, and neglecting and disregarding your responsibilities in a relationship, in a marriage, or in a mm-hmm. friendship. And so many people are like, self-care, self-care. And it's like, would y'all get off this fucking bandwagon? And self-care is more than like, going to get a massage yeah it's other ways yeah read a book take care of your mental learn something you know spend Uh, some time alone yeah help other people Mm -hmm. and be a better fucking friend or a better person in a relationship yeah he getting on my nerves i'm out of here well go be by yourself bitch who's gonna yeah (laughs) hashtag self-care i'm like you dumb motherfucker me and two but it seemed to be more women self-care self-care and it's like and then you'll see him next week and it's like 
I'm waiting. God is wait. I'm waiting on God to send me somebody oh, or me God, and somebody's son. I'm so sick of seeing this shit. <laughs> I thought it was a hot girl summer. I thought it was a self care summer. Now y'all posted me and somebody's son. Mm. It's just niggas. It's it's unbearable. It's just like the seasons of life, though. Yeah, fuck that bullshit. You ready? To, I, I'm gonna smoke the fattest Snoop Dogg blunt. It's funny that you said that right at 4:20. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah, it just oh, changed. changed. <laughs> you know what, Spider? Next week, I think we're in town if we are. I am. I got uh, the homie, my barber, who's supposed to come by, and he got some Jamaican shit. Uh-oh. So I think I'm going to do something at the crib. I'll let you know, because I told her, I think I'm end up just renewing my lease and staying where I'm at. I don't feel like fucking moving. Okay. I've never used a rooftop. You hate it. You heard it here first. I'm probably still gonna move. Maybe I don't know. I go. So I'm inconsistent. You are so bro. indecisive. That's why I I'm not married. That's why yeah. I'm not married. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm not married. Or That's why I don't have a relationship. <laughs> That's why I don't have no kids, bro. <laughs> I just can't make a decision to move forward with it. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Mm-hmm. If Bless I said, you, brother, to think about this, bro. Have you ever lived with a woman? Yes. Did you regret it when you did it? No, but it wasn't a relationship kind of living together. For me, it just scares me, bro, because I literally be like, you got to. Okay, so you know when you live by yourself, you can come in. If you want to masturbate, you ain't got to look around. If you want to go do something, something in the refrigerator is going to be right where you left it. Mm -hmm. When you're in a relationship, that's not so. When me and Arteza used to be together. Let's nigga, let's not act like you didn't nibble off my food. Let's not act like you weren't up under me in the bed. Like you there's no such thing as my space. There is a thing as your space. It is your space. I think but we it's did more, a good job of respecting each other's it's space. It's just more so not than it is so. Wow. It's not a Tell bad me thing. How you really feel. Nigga, I've already told playing. you. It's in a relationship <laughs> because it's it's just difficult. You you just you give off a lot of time and a lot of space. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna get out of here. We come back on August 29th. Knowing him, we'll be back next no, week. No, we won't. No, we won't. No, we won't. That's why I wanted to do this because I'll drop this whenever Spider send it to me. I'll probably drop it tomorrow or Monday, mm-hmm. and then we're chilling until then. Okay. So thank you, Spider, for yeah. being here, man. Artesia, thank you for being here again. You guys are listening to the realities where Filter becomes a stink. A bonus episode. We ain't doing no intros. We ain't doing no outros. In the description, I'm just gonna say another bonus episode because mm-hmm. I don't even know what we talked about. Fly. It ain't. All right. All right. We'll take it easy. I'll see y'all next time. <laughs> Don't my energy, I no get time for no enemy. Do the paper lay to me. Nothing with Pessy never see. I'm on nothing with Pessy never see. Forget the I say Pashi. Money soon expected. Take our body, I jump in. I take a to the Pessy. Jelly, Jelly, Jelly. Thanks for listening to The Reality Is, a Roberts Media Group production recorded at NZ Studios. Our team includes Mike Zavala, Spider the DJ, and the RMG Podcast Network. For more information, please visit robertsmediagroup.co. One time Drake, I see you in this yeah, moment. No, that was dope. That was really good. That's what I'm talking about. That was nothing from my end. That's what I'm saying. Weird. Nothing. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.